chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain wants you. I've been thinking by myself, asking for help, but nothing seems to work on you. Yeah. Right, we are here. Oh, I told you, I told you. So as we came off that show, we're gonna come right on over here and talk to you. We already have the room filling up, and we have Indigo King, Landon Price. Oh. Let me see the young deity. Yes, look. When I woke up this morning, I didn't know that I was going to be able to talk to you on a live show tonight. That's how life is mysterious. And it's a pleasure to talk to you. It, it sounds really robotic. Oh, oh, it, it's like that sometime. But can you understand what I'm saying? Um, it might be on my side. It might be on your side. Let me ask the chat room. How does it sound to them? Because it can get that way sometime. I don't know what this is. I don't know whether it's because of the distance of me being out here in Africa and Ghana. But um, let me know how it sounds, chat room. Give me a second to give me a little yeah. feedback. Yeah. Well, what you can do in the meantime, I'm not saying it's you, but pull out and hit the link again. I think, yeah. Yeah, she kind of blanked out, so I think it might be her connection. Yes. It's good? Okay. Um, it might be her connection. If you can hear me, good. Okay, yeah. You hear me clean. She fell off. Yeah, she's got she's to gotta come off all the way. But I don't want to do it because it would kick her off permanently. Oh, well, let me see. Okay, let me see. Okay, here she goes again. Okay, good. Let's okay. see how that is. Yes, my sister. I think okay. I think the feedback it might be more on your end because if the chat room doesn't hear me that good, it's me. If they, you know, so it might be. Do me a favor. I want to see more of your beauty. Turn the phone in the landscape way. Oh, uh, you have it to face. Okay. Yeah. So it can fill up more. It'll flip. It, is your screen locked? Okay. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good like They're that. They're okay. You're good. <laughs> okay. Talk to me. How have you been? <sighs> I'm 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 okay. I'm hanging in there, you know. Just just hanging in there, just working, just trying to make it, you know. Good, good. Yeah. You know because um, the way this world is going, to do that is a monumental feat. Trust me. To do that. Oh bummer. It still sounds really robotic. Maybe it's my it's my phone. It's really out of data and it's really slow. It's a connection and it's a delay. So do me a favor. Um if you can sit near a window anywhere where you are, maybe that might make it better. Because sometimes, you know, 
The signal's more direct when you can. Okay, yeah, it's falling off again. Sister Yala, how are you? I have to work on those things tonight. I'm going to be up tonight. How are you doing with your beautiful self? You know, and thank you, Indigo King, for that feedback. Yeah, she's going to um, probably come back. But like I said, no matter how long this is, it could be an hour, it could be 20 minutes, it could be two hours. I'm down. When I got the time, we're going to put the work and we back on that again. Let me add her in. How do I sound? You look much clearer, too. The lighting is um, so much uh, it still sounds kind of robotic, but it's okay. Maybe I'll catch you next time, you know? Right. But can you make me out? It sounds, I know there's a slight delay, but can you make out what I'm saying? Let me see if there's something I can do. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see what I can do. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, we we yeah we 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 on a stress line here, but but that's okay. Like I said, it's um, it is what it is, and um, like I said, we're gonna come back with it better. You know, that's to be expected here too. You know, okay. Let me see what's going on here. Okay, we got you back on. We got you back on. Let me let me know if you can hear me. If I don't sound like a Robocop. <laughs> I hear you, but it just Yeah. It just sounds yeah. robotic. It's probably my phone, but it's right. okay, you know, we can just you know, maybe well, I'll catch you next time. So Yeah, well maybe I tomorrow. can't hear anything you're saying. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow maybe. Maybe maybe tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. We'll do this tomorrow. Same time. Okay, I tomorrow. heard you say tomorrow, so I'll be looking for you tomorrow. <laughs> Hit me up. Give me give me a, a, a email. Let me uh, let me know when you're ready. Give me an email to let me know when you're ready, and we'll come on. Oh, all right. You know what? I'll email you. I'll email you. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear anything. I'm just gonna go ahead and leave. I'm so sorry. I yeah, but tomorrow, tomorrow, sweetie, tomorrow. And since we came back on, I'm going to talk a little bit. Um, you know, I usually do my 10 o'clock show, but uh, Brother Neil Frazier came on at 8 and um, pushed up a little bit. So I can do a full show, but I'm going to keep the shows going. I have another one I'm going to uh, uh, share in a little while from Sister 7. And um, I have other ones I'm working on. Like I said, we did a little tour today with Sister Lazia 75, the Black Unicorn, up with Mr. Skirb, up at the property. So you'll get a chance to see all of that. But right now, it's not like everything is plush and grown because now we're getting into the rainy season. So things have been dry. She planted a lot of things. So now probably this time next year and toward the next few months, things will start growing up. But the groundwork is being put down up there by her every single day. But um, like I said, the title, we have nothing but love for our sisters. I'm going to wing that because I was going to, you know, uh, kind of focus on Sister Ellie with that and all the sisters that are here. So this is, um, you know, a, a freestyle, you know, and I'm going to just probably sign off in a few minutes and get this other work up and probably come back on a, a little later. Since we had so much work to put up from the band that I was doing on the other channel, you know, it kind of threw off. And then Brother Neil 
he puts it down good. So we know that that's a, that's a good, it's like this. You go to your favorite restaurant, but if you ate at a pizza joint two hours later, you, you can't eat anything, right? So we got so much from Brother Neil that is, you know, we're going to just wing it. But I just want to say a lot of our black sisters that are, are trying and they're doing their thing and they're trying, we could never thank them enough. There are some that still want to exist in a space of decadence. We have to love them too, but we have to correct them when they're out of line. That being said, <laughs> it's a divine love that we have to have, and that's the only woman for us, no one else. As this war is going on the way that Brother Neil has spoken on, as we all know, who else do we know to go to other than our black woman? We know that some of our black women are affected by what they see in the world and what the world says is beauty and intelligence and having self-worth, but it's just leading them to slaughter, leading them, leading them to bleach their skin. They don't see their own beauty. You know, they're hanging out all over the place with their clothes and thinking that that's all they have to offer. And it's sad. And it's tough sometimes when you catch the attitudes, when they want to go the Euro way, but it's the work that we have to do as far as our understanding. And that can be very tough. And many of us feel, well, that's not my woman. You know, I don't have to do this. But the fact of the matter is, it is your woman. And I don't mean in the sense where you take ownership, which we can't own any woman. We can never own a woman. But it, it's an experience and a love and what we give to her, you know, through the creator. If we love our creator, whatever you call your creator, you know, you have to show your creator love by the love that you show your woman, your wife, your woman, whatever you call it. Because if there was no white man's church around for a piece of paper to say you're married, the commitment that you give to her is the marriage right there. You know what I mean? And um, we have nowhere else to go. So me, myself, I say it this way. All the women in the world are my women. And I don't mean in a, in a decadent sense where I'm trying to lay in the bed with all of them. But that energy that's universal that we have. And people say, well, you know, you're supposed to only love one woman, Lance. And, you know, back in the day, a couple of decades ago, I tried to love all the women on the physical level. But even when I tried that, there was a little extra something in me that saw beyond the physical. And so I've come to the place now where I understand there's more than one way to love a woman. And it doesn't involve just the sexual. You can love every black woman that you see by the way you treat her by the way you cherish her, by the way you, you share what you have inside of yourself on a gentle level. Yes, this Euro society, this Caucasian society is trying to change us on the energy level from what we are and are supposed to be to something else to render us powerless to do anything for each other and for the world the way we're supposed to be. They're trying to turn the men into women and the women into men. And even when the women stay women, they have a masculine energy about themselves now because they've been empowered in their mind in this engineered system to go on and think this way. Yes, I understand. We don't have to say that a Lamborghini is fast. We don't have to say that a plane can fly. We don't have to say that a spaceship can go up into to space. So none of our sisters have to say they're strong. They're born that way out the box. But they're, they're born that way out the box. And many of them have to say this 
because although they can contain or exude this masculine energy, they've been also reduced. So now they have to say it. You don't have to say it. We know you're strong. We know you're the original. We know you're the best. So don't, you don't have to say these things. We know who you are. You carried us for all of these months. You carried us for all of these years. You've carried us for a lifetime. Just because you carried the child for nine months doesn't mean that it ends there. You raise that child. The child went out into the world to do their own thing, but they come back to you for advice. They come back to you when you are weakened in your dealings in this wicked world, this engineered world. So from the birth of you to the transition of you, you have had to be strong to carry us all the way because it's much more than just carrying a child. Because the thoughts that you think and the things that you feel on the inside is what creates our community, right? So if that devil, that demon can get to you and get to your head and get in your heart to think that we are nothing as black men, then that's a guaranteed uh, sorry state of affairs that we're going to be in. And I see it methodically being done broken down, a, a controlled demolition of us every single day. So every single day I see it, every single day I'm going to talk about it in different ways. I'm going to talk about it because you know what? It's, 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 it's pathetic how so many of us have fallen for this trap, for this trick, that even in the span of one lifetime, and I'm still alive, but even in the span of my life, born in 63, seeing the civil rights movement, yes, as a single-digit age child, I was taught by my parents. And yes, it, it's, it's, it makes me want to cry sometime. And like I said, I'll talk about it now. I was playing some old songs. Something was haunting me last night. And I couldn't seem to get to sleep. I actually went to bed. My lips are so purple. My tongue is all right. <laughs> but I had some type of gingery, African type of, I mean, you could take a sip. It was burning. And I think she hit another one for me. I'm going to have to do a little investigation to find that bad boy because it was so good. But last night I was up. I tried to get to bed like 1 o'clock in the morning for me, which I'm five hours ahead of the East Coast. So that was eight o'clock for you. Like right now, it's uh 1026 or 1028, 1026, something like that for me. Um, but the thing is, and I'm seeing the chat room and I want to share some um sort of comments. I just want to flow for a little bit and then I'll I'll bounce off of everybody. And if at any point anybody wants to come on in, I'll share the link. Like this is freestyling, y'all. But I was up and I remember, like I just told Brother Neil Frazier, that I was playing um, Marvin Gaye. Makes you want to holler. And I'm sitting here looking at this video. And it's, it's showing us as what we were going through in those days. Now, we know the world is big and certain places of the world were all right and everything. But it was the inner city. It could have been. There were some scenes from New York. There were some scenes from Chicago. And looking at some of the vehicles those are more recent vehicles. So this video was done to uh, 
emphasize what Marvin Gaye was in, saying in the song, but I believe that was made in the 90s, but it was all black and white. But it had that feel, and I liked it because it brought me back to a place that I've seen many people living in growing up in New York City, right? Born in 63, six years old, seven years old. My father, mother taught me a whole lot as much as I could digest, right? And I remember those images in my own way. I remember 119th Street, um, in Manhattan, in the heroin addicts out there. When I was born, I was born on 152nd Street between Amsterdam and St. Nick, right where Covent Avenue begins. Um, I was about a mile away from when Malcolm X was shot. We were right there. I was born in that hospital he was wheeled into. So that was in the air, all of that. And I saw the good and I saw more of our unity. But it's a unity that we don't have now. And I'm not saying us here who are in the chat room because we are of the same mind. But now it's like a super, superficial unity. Now other things are popping in my head to talk, right? So I may pause and say, boom, talk about this, talk about this, talk about this, right? But now it's like a photo op type unity. We all grab, yes, we're unified. And then after the ceremony's over, they don't give an F about anything except that my pictures come out right. Did I look good in my outfit? Am I going to get a hookup to talk to this person so I can get paid more money to speak? We had more of a unity back then, even though we were being beat down, we had a unity. And I don't like to call it the civil rights movement. I'd rather call it the human, human rights movement, H-U-E-M-A-N. But I miss that time. I really do. And... um. I don't know where the love is gone. I don't know where it's gone. We have it here. We have it, but not like we used to have it, where we would go all out and do for each other and look out for each other. I remember dope boys on the corner that would help the old church grandmothers home with their groceries and make sure they get home safe. I remember that. And like I said, when I was five years old, we moved out to Queens, moved out to a place where it was more like country-ish, even though Queens is more city now. But back then, you know, we had rabbits and snakes and fireflies and frogs and praying mantises and all different types of birds. So it was like that then before the place got destroyed behind just the greed of tearing everything down and uprooting the trees and, and stuff. And I remember such a wholesome childhood, cookouts and we can run up in anybody else's house, friends of ours on the block. There were 39 houses on that block of 134th Street between 105 and 107. And we knew everybody and what they did for a living, the parents. And we knew their households. It was just such a clean time. And there was poverty. There were people cheating. And there was drugs around at that time. But out where we lived at the time, that thing was minimized until the crack era came. But even though, like in Manhattan, where my father had a shop, so this is why I always maintained uh, and I'm setting this up, right, for something else. Maintained a, a connection to Manhattan in Washington Heights, which is right above Harlem. So I was frequently with him. You know, my parents were together. But when he went to the shop out there to do his work and, you know, refinishing floors, he puts machines back there. I was always wanting to go with him on the weekends or summer vacation. So it's like I grew up in that time where you saw more the Nation of Islam Back then, um, with, with Muhammad Speaks paper, you saw the churches that had a little more authenticity to them. It wasn't like um, some, some celebrity show where you couldn't get near the pastor. The pastor was hands-on, a little more accessible. He wasn't a rock star. 
You know what I mean? So that that's that era I grew up in, and now everything is so damn superficial. And I hate it. So I had early training in them times from younger years, and although I'm about to turn 60 on April 8th, the thing is, it's like my, my range is wider because I, I had those things implemented into my mind in that place. And even though I may not have known everything, I, I felt I felt good. I felt that feel. I felt that that black power thing. And it was sweet because at that time it was like there was nothing that we couldn't conquer as a people. And I hate to say it, man. We turn into freaking faggots now. We're bragging about the joys of taking it up the ass. Black men, what's wrong with y'all? And, 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 and we, we, we have our sisters here that need to be loved. What is wrong with us? We're, we're mentally crazy. I don't care about them other people. I care about us, us first. Because I remember a different time. I remember the music. I remember the love. I remember, yeah, we had all that then, but it was a minimal thing. Can't you see this is engineered in an agenda that our focus is on getting the rights to wear a dress? So we threw all that other stuff away and we're running into and toward what this white man wants for us, what this Euro sick beast wants for us. And we're sucking it up. And, and, and they even have our basketball players getting ready to chop the nuts off of their child to make it a girl. What's wrong with you, man? For real, I wish I was in the alley. Come here, man. Let me talk to you. You're going to get an ass whipping right now. What is wrong with you? I'm not going to apologize for being a man. I'm not going to try to be anything else other than what I am. But we're twisted. And our women are sitting here like, what the heck is going on? I remember that time, way back when things were more focused. We had a little foolishness going on. But even the wino or the so-called dope head who was nodding out, because I see them guys nodding out, and then we go on out to Queens where things were more pristine, whatever. But I had a connection to those, to those other downtrodden brothers and sisters who I got to know growing up on the island of Manhattan in front of my father's shop. Like I said, I saw the numbers guy next door. I'm going to tell the story again, named Johnny. He looked like Murad Muhammad, the boxing promoter. And he had lots of money. But it was like a little restaurant, a little small shop. And there was an old man always in there frying up burgers. And I used to look at him. I used to imitate everybody, I, even from back then. He was over there. <laughs> and a girl with a nice round behind would walk by in a miniskirt. My <laughs> father used to crack up at that. But even then, the things that were going on, yeah, the old church ladies going into the play, they number this, you know, they, they praise the Lord, they get a little bit of tithes, but now they're sitting here going to the numbers joint hoping they can hit. You know what I mean? If they hit, they're going to give the Lord more money. But even they were cool because those old church ladies were gangster. They knew what was up. That's why the people looked out for them. So Johnny stepped out and he asked my father, like, can I give him, you know, my father wouldn't let anybody just give me money because if I was used to that, I might go off with somebody who offered me money or a lollipop. You know where that goes, right? So he gave me the money and I thanked him, right? It was probably like a few minutes later, I'm standing in front of the narrow door of my father's shop and there was a Dominican place next door where they used to gamble and drink and stuff like that, but they were all good. And so I'm standing there in this Lincoln Town car, two of them pull up 
And it, these guys had these big coats on, and they whipped out these machine guns and shot Johnny. And I'm standing there, and this guy's six feet away from me. And I'm seeing him. I'm not making fun. But the thing I remember after they shot him up and they jumped in and they took off and my father snatched me back was how his head sounded when it hit the, hit the concrete. I'm scared of that. Big as my head is, right? I'm scared of that. I'm scared because this, this ground, we talk about people punching us, worry about falling and your head hitting that concrete. It'll kill you. There's a guy in a, in a, a spot when I was working with the incarcerated, when I was a CEO, he hit his head it was a fight that he was winning, but he tripped and hit his head and he died. Ain't that something? But going back to that and looking at today, within my lifetime, I just can't believe that so much has changed. I never thought. I'm so lonely. I go back to listen to music from back in the day. And even then we had issues, but I miss that love that we had. Now, it's like we're all each other's enemy. If we're not whacking off our gen genitalia or, or some woman trying to become a man, you're going to spend your life. This life is so short, man. I mean, it's long on one respect if you do what you're supposed to do, but it's short in another. Because if you're wasting your time with foolishness, and we know time is an artificial construct, but we're only here but for a certain time, Right? It's like, boom, Lance, you know you're 60 on April 8th. I'm like, what? I feel 23. I feel 24. What you mean I'm 60? I'll ignore it then. You know what I mean? I'm not counting after that. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm not in denial, but I don't need to even focus on that because that's man-made time. I'm just going to do what I have to do. And we have to make up our minds to do what it is we have to do. We have to reconstruct our family, our community. But most of all, before we do that, we have to reconstruct ourselves. We're broken, some of us. Some of us are partially broken. Some of us are not broken, but we're not. We can't go into full operation because we got too much crap in our head. And so people say, on YouTube every day, man, you go, yeah, but I got a clear mind. I know what I need to zero in on. Maybe I'll whip it up different. You can't have the same kind of shows all the time. You know what I mean? You got to mix it up. You can't eat the same food all the time. You got to put a little bit of this seasoning. Maybe I'll talk in a hood way. Maybe I'll talk in an intellectual way. Maybe I'll talk in a more spiritual way. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll talk in a thuggish way because I speak in all languages because I've mastered all of the languages of us within the English language, which we know is filled with spells and whatever. But, but as a fighter, you got you to gotta come, boom, you got to come with a jab, boom, you got to come, boom, 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 and come around. You can't just predict your blow or come wide with a blow because the, the, the shorter space between two places is a straight line. So you got to know how to, and this is the way it is in life. Every blow is not a knockout blow. Some blows are made to blind you while I'm coming with the right cross. Sometimes I'm going to confuse you with my footwork, whatever. So this is how I approach life. So it's not going to be the same way all the time, but I'm going to tell you what I, what, what, what I found out. And like I said, it's all about building ourselves first because we're the building block. And we got to combine with somebody, but we have to know that and understand that we are so damaged by this damn world. We're born into this place that's supposed to be so beautiful and that we're born into this thing and we're in a fight and don't even know it. We, 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 some of us don't even make it. 
the miscarriages and the things, they snatch us and shoot needles into us. What the hell are you doing this for for us? Look, we must be bad, meaning good, because you focus on us so much and you try to convince us that we're nothing. Yes, we are something. I'm going out swinging. The day I transition, I'm doing something. I might not even know it. Maybe I might know it if I have something or whatever that I know some terminal. Without, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm keeping on swinging in whatever way I can. If we all have that mentality, we'll be all right. We got to rid ourselves of this thing called ego. I don't care about being seen. I don't care about hits. I'll, I gauge them. And right now I'm in another shadow band phase. I went whoop, and they're trying to bring my numbers down. That's just the way it is. I don't care if it says negative 235 followers. I don't care. I'm going to talk in my regular life. I'm going to talk on YouTube. I'm going to talk everywhere. What I know, I'm going to offer it to the world because I don't know everything. I'm not one of them guys, you must listen to me and I am the prophet. You know, I'm, get out of here. I ain't no damn prophet. I'm just a brother who's just trying to make a difference before I'm out of here. That's all. I'm just a servant, man. I'm not the chef. The creator's a chef. I'm serving the food. I ain't taking credit for, for, for preparing this meal. I'd be a fool. That's why you don't have no drama. I don't have drama over here because I'm not trying to be Hollywood. But I found out recently, man, it broke my heart. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say any names, but it's names that are out here in Ghana. And there are a lot of YouTubers who are here. That's why I'm isolated out here. A lot of them don't want to be bothered because I'm a troublemaker. I was a troublemaker in America. I'm a troublemaker right here. I don't get involved in the politics of here. I don't know it. That's not my upbringing. My heart is with my brothers and sisters in America first and then all over the place. But I'm not knocking anybody here. But I found out that there are very prominent YouTubers here, top prominent, biggest ones here. If you dig deep and I'll talk to you in private and I'll say it in private, I'm here. You ain't going to do nothing to me. But, but these, the, the ego is over here, too. What I don't like when I found out, and I'm telling it because this is going to push me into a hole with these frauds out here with their little fake diaspora groups who want to, you know, oh, look, I've romanticized this place and I, I always will, according to how you want to live. You can live here better if you know how to live. But if you come in here and thinking that it's any different on certain levels, you'll be disappointed because it, it's what I call it is, I call it the hustle of us. I was going to make this another video, but I'm going to call that and talk about our sisters and all this stuff like that. The hustle of us. And this top, top Ghanaian YouTuber who don't want to run into me, he runs everybody else and whatever. I'm not mad. I'm used to isolation, right? But he can't hang with me. He wants to, and I'm not saying this out of ego. He can't hang with me because he ain't really about it. He wants the women and the adoration and yes, me, 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 me. And he's doing quite well for himself. Mm, bless you. But you ain't really about it, right? As many in America aren't, whatever, because they, they want that stardom. I never even came on YouTube looking for this. I ended up on YouTube. Y'all know I'm an artist, man. I spent hours drawing, drawing, drawing. Then I started writing, writing, writing. And people started being interested. Hey, let me get you for an interview. And I come. That's when that stuff started, man. You need your own show. You need to talk, whatever. Look, my friends always knew I ran my mouth, but everywhere else I was like, I saw the people doing things. I wasn't running it down. So what little I have that's subdued is there, but it don't, it don't bother me none. Give me a pen and a paper. Let me write. I'll talk on other platforms. The YouTube wants to snatch me off. Fine. Take me off. But this is what I heard. He um, got together a lot of 
brothers and sisters out here who have their platforms, right? And YouTube is effective worldwide. And this dude snatched this thing down. And it was told to me by one of my contacts who is American here, right? And I'm not into not doing the American thing and African because that's what the slave master wants, right? But many here will hustle you. And this was the hustle. He put up something to train other YouTubers. Listen to me. Saying that we have to sell and focus on the black Americans because they have the money. They have the money. They're going to look at you and get more hits or something or more donations or something. Bottom line is what he said, three things. We have to sell the idea or, or, or cater to them on the level of racism, slavery, and their pain. Their pain. The pain of going through slavery and what it's done to us in America and the racism that they have to go through. So we have to love bomb them and let them know if you come over how, how better it will be and how and sell them a dream of escape out of their pain. Yes, you can have that here. But me, as old as my ass is, I know how I like to live. I'm basically a hermit anyway. I mean, I'm not, but I am. Like just, oh, I want to run around and let me go to this club. Oh, let's see what's hot, what's happening. Oh, please like me. Please. I don't know, I'm not into that. I can be the life of the party and I can be the dude sitting quiet in the corner. Not saying nothing. Observing everything. But you're going to tell me you're going to try to get money out of us by, and when I thought about it, I'm like, that's going on a lot over here and in other countries. They're giving you an out, a place where you think in your mind I can get away from, from all of this stuff, which my decisions weren't based on that. I enjoy not having to deal with the racism because white folks step a different way when they come over here. They, 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 they know that the people here don't know how wicked they are and they want to have a friendly uh, 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 proximity. But when they see my eyes and they see the look in my eye, when I see them, they start that blinking stuff and they look away. It's a spiritual thing. They know that I was not born and raised here. So they move a little different. But I, anyway, I'm going to find the clip. I, I, I didn't curse them out, but there were two nuns walking off smiling, white nuns. And I had something. That, I just happened to have the camera. So I pointed at them and I screamed out a few things. And they, they, they took their little Gumby built behinds and just skirted off somewhere. That's going to be a funny clip when I find it because I've just been walking with the camera wherever I go. I got that stuff from Mrs. Skurve, um download now. So when I went up to the house and we went to the garden. So probably by tomorrow you'll have that stuff up there. But it is that good feeling when you don't have to deal that way. But you have some people who trying to sell it to you when really what they want is the money out of your pockets, right? And I'm going to be real with that. You come here, 
you're a millionaire because you're American. And Americans, we see on, on, on YouTube, they have all the cars and the young people driving the nice cars. I'm telling you, I had to tell brothers over here, listen, don't think that. Don't think that. Because 85% of the people, 90% of the people here have to pay cash for their cars. The economy's bad. So they don't get anything too recent. And it's hard to get a vehicle out here when you think that when you have that situation going on. But the ones who have the cash or excellent credit or working for the government, you can get that. So when they see a new car over here, it's like, oh, you got money. So when they see YouTube, they see youngsters coming out of college or you save them a little money, you can get a car. You can get a brand new car pretty much if your credit is not that bruised. Even if it is bruised, you can get it. So they say, wait a second. Here we all got to pay cash. They think we paying cash over there for the cars we got. Not knowing that sometime when you miss your payments, the repo man will come around. Take your stuff. They don't know that. You know, they don't know that when they see these beautiful homes that we may live in or apartments, which we know there's a lot of stuff going on, like in New York City and Chicago and Philadelphia, Atlanta, Miami, wherever, Dallas, Houston, that we can go forever. Where you paying a good amount of money to live amongst roaches. I'm not saying everybody in America. I'm just saying that they, they see the good stuff, but they don't see the bad stuff. They always focus on the on the good stuff. And they think it's and they think that we come with this huge amount of money. And there are many who will prostitute that euphoria to us to make it seem as though we've escaped that. And yes, we have who come here, but sometimes you leave something and you run right into something else. A lot of shysters, a lot of folks that are trying to get that money out your pocket. There are a lot of good people. There are a lot of people who come from where we come from. I'm here, y'all. And they switch up on you. And they try to get money out of you. There's a lot of middle class people that move down here who don't have it that way. I ain't rich. I just do what I do, and I do what I do. I'm a, I got that stick intuitiveness in anything that I do, right? This, this fancy green screen, you take this off, it's a green wall painted behind me. I can put any picture behind me I want. I have my studio coming, but, I mean, damn, do I have a million dollars? You work all your life? When you cash out, anybody, anybody who has been in a home, they live for a good amount of time and they sell it, it's like it's a feeling in the pit of your stomach like, this is all I'm getting? I worked so hard all these years to pay this mortgage, and this is all I'm getting? I know when I sold my house in New York City back on April 5th, 2001, never forget it. Last time I looked and saw this, the, the Twin Towers, because I was in lower Manhattan, we were doing the closing, and I looked at them and I said, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to see these things in person again. I said, what am I thinking? Am I going to be dead or something came to me, right? That was just an afterthought. But when we were checking everything out, oh, you owe this, you owe that, this needs to be paid it. I'm like, for real? Some people do better off. Some people, you know, but you take that and you come out here with it. And you might get a little something every month from some job that you had, whatever, you know, a million bucks. Oh, but. You are American and you're all over YouTube, so you're a star, so we know you're getting money. 
I'm broke right now. I got I got I got to be on my budget until my next paycheck comes. Right? I got food. Everything's paid for. But I'm like, ah, I gotta cool out a little bit. But they don't think that. See? Then you have others who come here. They want to know how you making it. I know how I'm making it. How you making it? And then they get with the little clans, the little groups. This little American group and that little American group and this Jamaican group and everybody looking at each other. There's a lot of shit out here, y'all. So you better be ready to live under your own rule. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But I'm different. But I don't need all of this around me. I have myself and Mrs. Scurve and the few friends that I have that are friends. And I have my friends and family and all of you back in America and some here. But I ain't never going to say no pipe dream. But what happened to us worldwide? This is global now. It's not even just in Harlem, in Manhattan, or New York City, or just the cities in America. Social media has brought the world together in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. We're more divided. We got more categories. I'm, I'm, I'm FBA and ADOS and, and indigenous. And we, they had a local meeting here where many of the Ghanaians were pissed off at the behavior of these loud ass Americans. I'll say that, right? Like we don't want them here. They just, you gotta be shrewd when you come to a new place and see the order. Doesn't mean you gotta shut up. But that Bogart and Way ain't going to work here or other places. Nobody owes you anything, right? And so it may make trouble for other people. So you have to move a certain way. Not scared. You can always speak up your mind. But like I say, there's a way to say things to anybody. I can tell the dirtiest, nastiest, filthiest joke on a Sunday morning in church and have everybody cracking up. And they'll love me for it because I'm not going to use no curse words. I'm going to use the imagination and they'll know exactly what it is I'm talking about. And they're going to, they're going to love the fact that I said it in such a decent way. They'll be more fascinated at that than the actual joke. I'll get up there and talk about somebody getting their booty licked or something like that. And I ain't going to say it, but they'll know exactly what I'm saying. They'll be, Oh my God, he said it, but he didn't say it. So we have to learn how to communicate with each other. That's something that's like so off right now. We're not, like I said in that other show about marrying into a dysfunctional bloodline. We could be right in front of each other, talking at each other and not to each other where we absorb what it is. But that's the mortar between the bricks that hold us together. Our ability to communicate and be on one page mentally. We so much into this thing. We just like fools. This thing doesn't rule me. I rule it. I make my own graphics. I set up my stuff. I got my equipment around me and I take my mind and I put stuff out there to negate what's coming at us. That's what I do. That's my gift. That's my talent. That's what I do. I don't care about attention. Let me, let me shoot at the plane of the enemy and watch it fall down. He don't have to know it's me that shot it down. I want to see it fall. And we got this system choking us up around our neck, choking us hard. And we trying to ignore it. We trying to, we trying to do other things. 
Man, look, look, look. There was somebody on some chat room or something that I brushed in, talking about man, P-U-S-S-Y. Well, what the heck is that? A man's butthole is P- No, there's no life up in no man's asshole. He got mad. I forgot, was it YouTube Clubhouse? I was saying something, something I was saying. And, and this, these are grown-up people. We got, look, we, we don't have any army. We don't have any military. We don't really have any land. Everybody else got, we don't have that to back us up. We have some black, black banks in America, but how far are they going to go? What are they based on? Is this something shallow? Any leader that speaks out against this foolishness that they're pushing gets killed mysteriously. There are things that happen here. Journalists and people who speak out where things happen mysteriously. I don't have it all figured out, so I, I leave it alone. Because folks will throw you under the bus. I've been thrown under the bus so many times, trust me. Thrown under the bus so many times. And you got to sit up and be like, damn, I can't believe they did that. They were hating on me all along. And still bring yourself to a state of mind where, you know what? That's one person, that's two people, that's a group of people. Let me brush off what I went through. And start back over again. Just start back over again. And focus it even more. That's what we got to do. Because it's like these frauds in the black community who want to hustle us. They don't want to see us even be independent and even do what we have to do. Well, you can't do it all by yourself. Well, I got no choice but to do it by myself. Because I'm going to the feeling that's in my heart. My heart's broken, man. Like I said last night, when I saw that video, and I played it over and over, and there were some other songs I went into, tears started coming down. I'm talking. You see people talk about, oh, a man is not supposed to cry, and a man is not supposed to this. What you talk about, man? Whatever. You're supposed to be emotional. I'm not talking about emotional, like 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 you some out of control. Oh my god! No, I'm a trooper. Look, when it comes time to go to war, I'm here. Because we're already in war. And, and with me, after all I've been through and seen, if I had to take somebody out and it was a righteous thing to do, I have no problem with that. I'm not talking about taking nobody out to no damn date. Right? But we avoid certain things. But if it comes up to a point where it's this person who's trying to take me out and I got a wife and children and family and friends in my circle, boom! Boom. Step over them, go home and have a nice dinner. Because this world, this world is so, so hard, man. I shouldn't even be having this, be having this, I shouldn't even be having this conversation at this age in my life. This is something I should have been having back in my 20s, which all that was there. I should be enjoying and, and the world should be different. That's why I have to kind of isolate and have my own world which is what I do. You have to do that to survive. You can't convince everybody to think like you. If you're a revolutionary, you can't convince everybody to want to sacrifice, to do something a little bit every day to enlighten somebody who may not know. They may know a little bit. They may be on the fence, but what you do helps to push them over the fence on the other side to be on a journey of full knowledge. That's what we got to do. 
And there's so many people out there that I know that feel the same way too. So it's not just me. I just just more visible because I'm on on YouTube all the time. I ain't no different. I ain't no saint. I'm not no prophet. You got these people that you don't even see on this platform no more. I am a prophet and I am the one you should follow. And and there's certain things they ain't going to say. But me, I'm like, nigga, you crazy. I ain't promoting you no more. Not a trace. Yeah, but my eyes are still bloodshot, man, because I cried all night long. I was so hurt to the point where I was just calling out to my mother and father, symbolically. And it was like I was talking to them. And I said, Mommy, Daddy, do you see what kind of world this is that I'm living in? Mommy, you were right when you said that you don't want to live in the world that I'm going into when I was young. Son, I I don't want to see it because I already know what's coming. She was an empath and she can see things. She would tell me things about my friends that I didn't know the ones who weren't around me for the proper reasons. She, she read me like a cheap novel. She told me, she's like, son, this when I was younger, much younger. I was doing my little thing. She was like, you better be careful of these women because the women are going to be your downfall. Be wise. I'm praying for you, but I see it. You into this so much and you'll get distracted or the wrong one will come along and whatever, but I feel protected. I've been protected. You know what I mean? And I've been through my fair share. Trust me. My bloodstream is still clean, which shows me. I'm not even going to tell you all no numbers. Y'all wouldn't believe it anyway. The way I was living. I'm still here. So I must be here for a reason. So now it's time to Tighten up even more, no matter what you've been doing in the past, no matter what you've done in the past, no matter what you slipped and did yesterday or last night, whatever. Have a lot sometime that you have to give back for your people. Because we have so many people, I've seen it, it's crazy. And I'm like, I'm still here, but I've seen so many people who've come across these videos on this platform, some whole teppers, and they know everything about African history and Egyptian this and this and that, and they don't even have their head on straight. This is like a game to them. I don't even know all that stuff. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know it like that. Now, am I gonna take, at 60 years, I keep saying, but that's, maybe I may not make it. I don't know, maybe I will, I don't know, but I'm pretty much there. Between 60 and 80 is 20 years. Between 60 and 40 is 20 years. I started coming online like about, what, 38 years old? So I've been online more than 20 years. So another 20 years, I'm 80. I'm not, I'm not holding back at this point. If I say something or do something, it's got to be sincere. This is not a game. I have no time to waste these precious years trying to be some YouTuber. Trying to, this is what they call it, Right? But we're in dire need of some major changes. If we can't use something like this to make, make a message go out to our people to see certain things, and these fakes are diluting it. You know, they're all about the money. And yeah, people have said, Lance, you know, we know you're not like that. Put the links up so we can donate or whatever. I say, yeah, sure, okay. But I, now you don't hear me. Hit the cash up, hit the cash up, hit the cash up, hit the cash up. No, man. I'm all right. Or how they say it? I'm all right. Ain't rich. Yeah, I love it. It helps out. Things is breaking down. But I'm all right. Because really, I want to see when I shoot at that plane of the enemy, I want to see it come down. That's my joy. 
Not getting no new rims on a car I don't even own. I take a van out here, y'all. So for me to get back into the apartment and, and get my stuff together, I didn't even know I was going to do a show like this. You know, Sister Ellie was coming on, but she had a little problem. No problem. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll make that our 10 o'clock show. Maybe I'll do it after since the time from to, to the east, to the west coast in the United States and over here is like eight hours difference. We'll do it then or later on. I'll do another solid 10 o'clock show. It's Friday tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. If I got the time, I'm going to do it. Mrs. Skirvis in the back. She's not sleeping. She's talking on the phone, talking to her family. She'll be on this weekend. We'll do some more walking talks. Whatever comes, boom, 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 boom. Nobody says in a fight, well, in this fight, they're going to throw 800 punches, so you're going to have to throw so many. No, we don't know. We, we freestyle. We train for stuff. We get our mind ready for stuff, but we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's coming the next day. We feel so sure and in control of ourselves in this system. Even if there was no racism and no spiritual attacks and no evil on different levels, we still don't know. I might slip and bust my head in the, in, in, in the tub. What did you hear about, Lance? So I'm very much aware all the time of my time, right? And what did I do today? What, what should I do tomorrow? I got tutorials to look at tonight. I got, you know, Sister Yala, you probably think like, oh, he don't like me no more. He ain't been putting my, no, it's just, you know, all the stuff, you know, that has to be done. And we're building a home and we're doing things to a home. So um, it's all of that. But my heart is a little broken these days. And like last night, like I said, I was, I was in tears. And man, all the people that I knew that, that are not here anymore. And that's the natural order of things. I accept that. You know, we, we can't accept, you know, uh, tra transition if we don't accept, you know, being born. You know, or we can't accept life if we can't accept, I said it backwards, transitioning. And I want to say dying. We don't die, they die. That's why they're mad at us. That's why they want us to fear death. Because they, they're, free, they're afraid of death. They know that's it for them, but their low vibrational self. Can't even live and be up under the sun. Let me shut up because I might get banned again. <laughs> I'm not scared of any stuff, though. It's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. That's that language that we speak. We speak English, but we speak many ways, you know, and, and it's just, can't we live? Everywhere you go, here they come. Here they come. It's like even out here, here they come. And the dumb ones of us out here, they, yes, <laughs> damn near like that. If, if they're looking at me as an American, they know I'm a black man, and many of them may kiss my behind because they think they're going to get money or, or whatever or a trip back, you know, them white folks come out here. Oh, shoot. I'm like, and my camera's never near me. Like, I always carry it, but it's never like I got to put things together. That 350-pound, five-foot-two white chicken, this tall brother, six-pack, built, handsome brother, no homo, all over her with a cottage cheese behind. Come on, man. What you think that's going to do? That's, that's going to take you to the promised land? She getting off her little black darky, you know, big black C-O-C-K fantasy that she sees on the porno. She's just using you. You just, you, you're, a, you're, you're a living, walking, talking dildo. Well hung. We want a well hung black man. And you such a dumbass that you even go for the lingo. Yes, I am a well hung black man. Well, yeah, you well hung just like they hung them hung in the South. You well hung. Look at the lingo. 
And you're going to walk yeah, man, I'm hung. Yeah, you are going after them beasts. It's ironic they can't even see the lingo. And they use you. These couples come out here and use you. I didn't mean to talk about this. I got to talk about this. You know, I was at the beach the other day. You know how many black boys, damn near 14, 13 years old, and old white men walking with them? And I'm having a problem with that particular type of footage. I'm going to get it. I'm going to put it up. Next time I go to the beach, probably will be next week. I'm going out there early. I'm looking for that stuff. And I'm going to roll up on them. On the, on the, hey, how you doing? Can I uh, talk to you for a second? They'll be like, oh, hiding their face and whatnot. I'm going to come up in, innocent. I'm gonna, and you're going to see what it is. And you're going to see them old white women out there with another brother and eyeballing me, licking their lips. <laughs> I'm going to put the camera right in their face. So, so what does that mean again? <laughs> you know what I mean? You licking your lips. I'm going to blow people up. I'll be off the chain. You're like, Lance is stupid. No, not even stupid, but Lance is stupid <laughs> with a D. <laughs> like I said before in the shows, when a, when, a, when a I say girl, but I mean woman. I'm not demeaning. I'm just, you know, when a girl likes you and you're telling jokes and she says, oh, you're stupid. She likes you, but it's not like that. When you make a laugh to the core and she done made up her mind to give you some, oh, you stupid with a D, then you know, uh-huh, I'll see you later on. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, um, what happened here? Okay, yeah, I thought I hit something wrong. But yeah, it's, it's, human nature is a hell of a thing. And, and our colonized mind is all over the world in different ways. And they try to dress it up different ways. And, the illusion of people and the different masks that they have. They take off a mask like, okay, that's the real face. And they grab another mask and take that one off and throw them two down. And there's another one to take us like, who is the real damn person? They take off so many masks, their head's like the size of a peanut after that. So this is why I, I wait. I'm patient. I come out in the first round. I'm not trying to knock you out unless I know you got a big weakness, but I'm going to feel you out. Throw a little something light to see your reaction to it, and I'm going to check you out. See what I mean? That's what you got to do. Because there's so many frauds out here. So much deception out here. You all just don't know. And these people are good. And to what end? What do you want? All of this hard work to be a fraud and be a fake just to dupe me out of a couple dollars? All of that? Nigga, I might even not know you next year. I might not even know you in, in two months. Who are you? What are you coming around me for? What is your motivation? Be real for me. You understand? I said, hey, brother, I welcome. It's good to see you in the country. I ain't got no money. <laughs> okay, thank you. They get out of the way. Be real. Be real. You got chicks that come out of the church. Walk out of the church on a Sunday. I'm walking down the block. <laughs> and they walking up behind me. We get ready to get in the same van. They get in the van. They start charming me up. Mrs. Gerve, home asleep, but she might be up on the property working in the garden. Hey, how are you? You look nice for your age, so and so and so. You know, I had to tell one the other day, <laughs> I'm not disrespectful to the sister. It was obvious. They walked right out of the church. All of a sudden, the buttons in their blouse were lower, and they were sitting, and the skirt was sliding up, and they all of <laughs> I said, listen, I don't want your P-U-S-S-Y. And I'm broke. I don't have money. Let's just be real. I'm not going to. No, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> But that's what you were leading up to. There's one that I know, not, I'm not going to say where and what restaurant or whatever, but she came up to me the other day and she's like, listen, you know, 
I can do this. And she was graphic. She was, I can do this. I can do that. Because I was friendly. I'm friendly with most people at first. And she told me, as long as the money's flying, you can get that. I said, well, money ain't flying that day. <laughs> she was mad at me because I turned her down. You know, why are we always looking to hustle people? You know what I mean? You know, wh why? What's the hustle? Where's the unity? Why all these hustles? Because you want to get this and get that, and we can die with more things around us. And then what? I would like to leave knowing that I made a difference in this plane and that things are better off. But now with that spirit, with things, and people say, oh, you're pessimistic, you're thinking negative. There's a lot of good things happening. Well, yeah, they are for everybody else. Where have we as a collective gone up? All these dreamers that see reality for what it is. All these people that used to be around me. Oh, no, you're, you're too militant. Oh, you're this. Oh, it's, it's really not that bad. And so, so. Well, where are you now? That if we really looked at reality for what it was, we'd be prepared for it now. I know YouTube has a lot of conspiracy theory videos, and so I don't get hung up on that. But I look at the commonalities and I look at the trajectory where we're going. Who would have thought that this C-19 thing would have been what it was. And look, it was like it was never here. It was like it was never here. So what does that tell you? That was a test run. I ain't going to say too much about it now because they're looking to shoot me down always, right? But that was a warm-up, a test. Like you have an entrance, an entrance exam in a school to see and evaluate where you fall as far as not just the main thing you want, but English and mathematics and all these things. And now you got to take these sucky classes along the thing that you really want to go. In. I don't want to go to no damn English. I don't want to, but you got to take it now. And see, that's the warm up to what's coming. Sister Oyala did a little segment on the show talking about 2025, what's going to start in Brazil. And they already got the stuff for it. Fear mongering? Maybe not. I would have loved to known before this other stuff happened that it was going to happen. But it's things we put on the shelf, file it away. Just like when I talk to somebody and a person will ask me about another person's character. This is not gossip. I say, listen, I know you to be a good person. I hope you think I'm a good person. This is my experience. Don't believe it, but put it on the shelf and remember it. You don't have to open up the can and say, this is what Len said. And what, don't try to figure it out. You have your own experiences. And then you will see what I said was the truth. And then you can go into that particular thing you put on the shelf and delve deeper to know how to navigate with this individual. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you. I don't care what it is. If you ask me, I'm not going to say ask me on the show. You know, you know, nah, I ain't going to do that. Ask me in private. I'll tell you the truth. You may not like what you hear. You may not know, have you ever pulled up a root of a, of a what is it, a yam, or potato, not potato, but like you pull up a root here and, and that yam or that other thing, you know, that root is way over there 20 feet before you get to the meat of it. And that's how a lot of people are. So when you figure out the motivation, and it's not like I have to figure out everybody, but these people who come at you and your spirit is not right. When you figure out the motivation, you got them every time. Me and Miss Skirt play a lot of games in here. Like, we're like kids sometimes. 
right? Like she'll try to say not not just playing tag, but she'll chase me with something. I grab and hug her, and she'll have a thing of water, and she's gonna try to hit me with it, right? But I control her shoulder and push her body a certain way, and she can't come. Then I'll shove her over, not not abuse, y'all, but just a little tug, and I'll run. So the other day, she was by the cabinet, little uh, dresser thingy. We have perfume and deodorant and stuff like that. And I knew she was going to try to like hit me with something or spray me with something. She always does that. Shh, get out of here. Get, I'm trying to get dressed. I'm like, no, I married you. I'm so, this is like the playground for me. What do you mean? Get away, get away. But we're playing. And I knew her arm was going to come out a certain way. So I put my hand there. So as soon as she came out with it, I smacked it down. Not abusive, yo. We were playing. And she thought to herself, how, did you, how were you so, so quick with that? Because I strategize. You have to strategize in life. You have to know these energies that are around you. And some energies that are around you are like, like speed bumps. Some are like brick walls. Some you don't want to even be bothered with. It's not about proving yourself. So you have to know how to navigate around this thing. Even like with the Matrix, when Neil was laying back, all oh, you know, you got to do that too. Let the bullets fly over you. It's not, it's not like, it's like about not getting hit with drama. Like a boxer will last longer, the better his defense is to not get hit. You keep getting hit a whole lot, you're not going to last long. So if you keep taking hits in this world, when you deal with a certain personality and you, you can see their spirit, and you see that spirit in another person, you actually see it. You're not imagining these things. Sometimes it takes a while to learn. You're supposed to know how to avoid that person and that spirit and the drama that they're going to bring to you. That's how you keep staying young or keep staying productive. Man, how you can do this stuff every day? Because I keep that kind of stuff out of my life. And I don't walk around thinking about it like, oh, is this person? No, you keep yourself cleansed. You have your time with yourself. You go out full, rested nourished if you have the uh, uh, you know if you can afford to lay in the bed as long as you need to before you get up I'm, I'm i'm big on that as soon as you wake up you just don't jump about the bed well learn to go to work man you retired well you know go to bed earlier get off tiktok go to bed earlier where you wake up two hours before you're supposed to but it's hard for us to let the energy of that day go and half the time it's because of social media we, 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 we're not going to see everything. The minute you close your eyes, people are posting stuff all over the world. There's a new TikTok coming out. There's a new Facebook post. There's a new video coming out. There's a new short. That's with me. I get on and I get off. Or I'm having a conversation. I got my earplugs on and I'm doing lots of different work, whatever, different things. Like tonight, I got to transfer all those videos that I made during the ban onto the site because my, my site is needs, needs some severe updating. Usually as I do it, but because of the ban and I had to keep doing the shows on the other channel, it backed up on me. Then I got Mrs. Scurve stuff. I got to make a little corner banner for. I'm not going to make it fancy when we went up to the house and, and, and whatever. Um, I have Sister Seven. Her stuff is already made from the other channel. So I transferred onto this channel. So after I'm done with this, I'm just going to roll with that. I think that's like about an hour or so, a little more than an hour. Then we're going to go live tomorrow. I got to talk to Sister Ambias about something she gave me. Just, it's always, you know, and I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Then Brother Neil, we put up what we had on the other channel during the band, and then we went live tonight like we were supposed to do last night. But we, I put that up. So we juggling. And so sometimes something will hit me. Oh, man, I'm already in the bed, sleep, get up two hours. Oh, I forgot to do this. I'll come back and fire it up because I don't like mistakes. Anytime you see typos or mistakes or something or something not right, let me know. That's what I do, right? But again, for me to have that kind of mind, I have to be at full strength. And I can't have anything clogging up my mind, you know, clogging up my mental filters. So I have to be sharp and know what's coming around me and get the heck out of Dodge when it's that point. Because I'm, I'm not going to fight everybody. I'm not going to fight every spirit dead on. Because they've been that way. That's the way they are. And that's the, their mission in life to be that way. Some of these negative people, you're not going to convince them. They're going to die mentally. Negative. Right? They're going to end mental too, but they're going to, they're going to die negative. That's what I meant to say. Die negative. I said mentally. Right? Yeah, it's time for me to get off this soon. Right? It's time for me to be quiet. But it's the truth. So you're going to beat them down when that's their job? I'm convinced that some of these people in this world, the way they are, is they're not going to change. It's not for me to change them. For me to just push them aside. You let me dodge a blow. One comes up, whatever. You got to see it coming. So you got to get hit sometime and understand the sting of the pain. So you can say to yourself, you know what? This is not going to happen no more. You throw a punch, you get out the way. Because he's going to try to fire back. And we have these people that wear us down over time, wear us down over time, wear us down. I keep my energy fresh. I was up from early this morning, right? Last night, like I said, I was crying my eyes out. But that's within. That's, that's my purging of pain. Because me as a living being, I feel energy and I feel vibration. And I have to process it. And that was me with my own thoughts of all the people that I saw and, and experience from birth, their energies, these people who didn't know that they were feeding into me, that they were giving me something. So my life and my existence, aside from what I came into this world as with my own personality, my own propensity to be who I am, I am, I am a mosaic of all the people who fed into me. And you are a mosaic. You are the sum total of all of the experiences that you've been through. Bar none, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why we react to certain things that we do in the way we do, right? Because this particular thing has been our experience, whatever it may be, and yours might be different. You take a guy who walked down the street and he grew up down there, up, you know, around the corner from there and all his friends around there. He was always up in the daytime, beautiful experience. You take a young lady who was getting off of work from the bus late at night and they yanked her in the alley and raped her. That same street is a different feel. So we have to be considerate of that with different people as we learn them. And they could be a great, nice person, but they may have that sore that if you touch it, they get, they'll push you away. Like, man, that hurt. Well, tell me why did it hurt? I'm sorry, but I didn't know. We have to be also be compassionate. But for the people who come at you in this way to break you down and purposely you see they have venom, to heck with that. Because everybody who looks like us is not for us and is not made to come on the journey and, and to do what it is we have to do. And some will fool you because, you know, you got YouTube. And some of these, these low vibrational people will be on YouTube listening to somebody speak on a spiritual level or enlightened level on a higher level, because spirituality doesn't mean it's high spirituality. 
We're all spiritual. The, the roaches are spiritual. They know what's up. They up on the wall and they see you leaving for that can of spray. They, they out of there. You know what I mean? They, they, but it's, if it's higher, we all have it. Some it's lower. Some it's higher. Right? It's like the transmissions on the radio. You fighting your enemy, World War II, and they listen into what you're doing. We're going to fly around here, Harry, and we're going to drop bombs here. And they go, aha, this dumb fool think he's going to get me. <laughs> we put poison in this duck sauce, <laughs> right? There's always a way. Just be aware. But going back to the original before I go, we have nothing but love for our sisters. And men have to be men to fully love the sisters. Because, they, they, look, so, so many... So many have lived without getting what they need. I ain't talking about no penis either. I'm talking about that free, righteous, clean-burning love where a woman doesn't have to wonder if you hold the door for her if you're trying to get with her. Where, where a woman walks down the street and feels protected as she should. Now she got to protect herself. Doesn't mean that she shouldn't learn how to defend herself and, and not carry a piece if she need, if need be. But even still, if she got the piece, if she got the pistol in her pocket and walking down the street late at night, I'm still supposed to walk with her to make her feel even safer. So now they've had to do it on their own and they're hurting and they're getting bitter now. You know, because we ain't doing our job. Am I kissing up? No, I'm telling the truth. If you got the if you, if you got the energy to tell me out, oh, you just kissing up to these hoes, man, because you're trying to get with them. No, it's a different type of love, brother. I love all my sins. I love them all. I love them all. I want them all to be fed well. I want them to sleep good at night. I want them to find the man that they want. I want to see this. Not like, oh, who that nigga with you, man? You know, I've been with you as a friend of this time. It should be me. No, I'm not thinking. I'm too old. My thang thing don't work like it used to 40 years ago. It still works, but it don't work like that. I'm not even focused on that. Right now, <laughs> grow up, man. Grow up. All of that sperm you spilling and coming back and calling, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? Man, I had that whole man. She had legs up on the ceiling, feet was on the ceiling, footprints on the ceiling. Come on, man. I know all the tricks. I know all the tricks, man. Grow up. You're going to lower it in the casket and the casket flies open and you see a chick with a nice ass and homo oh, come up to, I'm going to get that. And what time does it end? When does, when is it over? You know, when is it over? Because the time you're born is going to be that dash and the time that you transition out of here. I'm not scared of that. I think I'm ahead of the game and I think I turned the tables around to do more good than bad. But I enjoy doing this, right? I enjoy thinking on a different level. And I can cuss and get decadent with the, with the best of them. I sent many an inmate back to their cell like, oh, damn. Because we would have joke nights right before they get locked down, before the shift was over. You scurve, man. You got a big head. Yeah, okay. Your girlfriend like it. Matter of fact, I'm on my way over there now. I'll tell you said hi. <laughs> Just stupid stuff. I got a sleek mouth. It doesn't mean, but we had fun doing that. Keeps you, keeps you sharp. You know what I mean? But you got to be sharp in this world. You got to be sharp. And, and it's when we're blindsided, sided, signed it, signed it, 
something wrong with me. I'm, I'm going to get to this computer and do this work. When you're blindsided, that's what surprises you the most. When you don't see it coming. It's the punch you don't see coming that knocks you down and knocks you out. When you see it coming for a split second, you can, you can kind of brace yourself for it. But in life, that's the way it is. You'll be going good and lose a loved one with the quickness and it throws you off. So you got to be ready for these things and know, you know, okay, I had a good day today. I hope to have a better day tomorrow. This is my plan to get something done. We are wasting too much time. And like Brother Neil Frazier said, they, they, we're in a war and we're not prepared. And most of us are going to be blindsided. We're not prepared. It doesn't mean you have to think this battle all the time and I'm getting up. And up. No, no. I enjoy lots of quiet, peaceful moments. Watching the sun come up, watching the sun come down, and sometimes coming up again in the same, you know, cycle that I'm up. The nice things, the laughs, the, the smiles, the conversations I have with people, wonderful conversations. That's food for my soul. I like the quality. And even growing up, the quality of life between us, even though things were bad to make Marvin Gaye or some things were bad to make Marvin Gaye sing them songs, makes me want to holler what's going on, all that stuff. And all these years later, 50 years later, after those songs, they're applicable to the time that we're in now. But one thing we had more back then, when we were more married to each other than we were now, than we are now is that we had a love and respect for our sisters. Our sisters are not dirt, but the analogy that I'm saying, they're the earth and the soil from which we grow from. You understand? I'm not saying they're dirt. Oh, he said we saw, we saw oh, hell no, I'm, I don't hear that nigga no more. I don't mean it that way. But when Mrs. Skirb goes to her yard and plants things and nurtures them, and like one of the things she said, I planted this tree here, but I planted this next to it because that tree next to it is their sister and she needs company. She's deep in this stuff. I'm like, only you would say something like that. But you don't want the plant to be lonely. So you planted two or three next to them so they can converse with each other because that's what they really do. She zones out and talks to plants and yo, she, they talk back to her. <laughs> and it's real. We're living, breathing human beings. And we used to use, like Brother Neil said, you know, telepathic abilities. Now it's reduced to the look of a mother to the child in the, in the supermarket, but they know what that means. It's not just a look. We're conveying a message. We see our brothers and sisters, or mainly the brothers, when the brothers want to see what's up, man? What's up? You know, you downloaded something. You're all right at that point. You don't even know each other. Probably never see each other again. So you didn't say nothing. They do it over here. Do it right back. Now be cool. Oh, let me ask you something, brother. Yeah, man, so and so. Dude stepped on my foot. Oh, my brother, I'm sorry. You ain't gonna be sorry, man. Be good. And he smiled. I smiled. And I went into a supermarket about three weeks later and I saw him in there. Right? Oh, my brother, I stepped on your foot. I remember you. I said, no, you don't remember me. Remember this big head, right? <laughs> right? So we were laughing and talking and we were talking. So why can't it be that way? Why do we have to purposely insult and put down and, and I don't know. That hurts me. You know, I've turned into a semi-tough guy, but I'm still that 
little boy. I'm not a little boy, right? But I'm just saying there's a part of me that's a, that little boy who wants to see things, you know, you go in your neighborhood that you grew up in and you see this big tree, but it was a little tree with two branches. The branches are big enough for you to climb on as a little kid. But now you see the tree, you say, man, I don't know this tree anymore. What's up with that? And you look and you see the one branch that you used to climb on, but now there are 25 branches on this tree. And now you know, I got more gears on my vehicle now. I got more, more branches on my tree. But guess what? I got that little boy inside of me that needs to be catered to. And I have a lot of answers. That little boy wants to know what's going on. And that little boy was crying last night because the world that he sees that he's being dragged into is not the same world that he had years ago, even the little bad things were happening. We have to acknowledge that. And we try so hard to be adults and we don't acknowledge that we have that little boy, that little girl inside of us that we need to go back and talk to. Because if your parents are not here or you don't have anybody over you, whatnot, you better be that parent to deal with the hurt that's inside of you, whatever trauma it is that you had years ago. It's good to talk it out and it's good to go to therapy, but just imagine yourself coming back to you and just imagine yourself being that young child and you step through the door and they look at you like, you look like me and then I'm you 50 years from now. And I'm here to tell you that this is what you need to do and this is what you're going to go through. And I, I'm going to hold your hand through the whole time. And that would heal you up as an adult. And that's the kind of moment I had last night when I had my, my phone and I had my, my, my earpieces and I was laying in the bed next to Mrs. Skirt and I put the phone down and I was just crying. I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I feel it now, right? I'm trying to fight it. I'm not, you know, but I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that because there's a lot of pain inside of me. And a lot of us want to get away from that pain, no matter what the origin might be. You might have been touched the wrong way when you were younger. You might have had a parent that was emotionally unavailable, something traumatic, or you've been teased in school and you have an insecurity about yourself. You got to deal with it. Only you know it. Nobody's going to come up to you and knock your door and say, oh, I'm going to help you out with that thing that you have inside of you. And as black people in this world, we have a lot of pain inside of us, a lot of hurt. And this is why we treat each other the way we do sometimes. I'll give a pass that way. But some of us, some of us are just damn evil, straight evil. What's the word that I, I want to, um, sadistic. They love to inflict pain. Like they get in their jollies. Oh, so, I'm about to come. I'm, I'm giving you, uh, uh, you know, sadistic uh, activities. I'm not talking about masochistic and all that. So I'm talking about just being mean, taking joy and seeing your brother fall down. You can help them, but you can't. You don't want to. You see that you can. It doesn't mean money always, right? But you, you, you see that, okay, let's smack them down. I don't like seeing that. I'll call it out when it's somebody else's situation. I don't like that. I don't have no superhero complex. So I ain't going to let it do, happen like that on my watch. You know, just be, some people are just evil. And we don't have too much time on this earth, y'all. Not on this level. Just let's make it nice. But if you're coming at me and messing with me and I know you don't dig me, I'm banishing you. Banish, no. I need to, we need to protect ourselves too. We're not some open vessel or some doormat for people to walk on all over us. And lots of times it's our own black people doing it. So, uh, you know, if you see me come at somebody and they're black and I'm harsh and you don't know the whole situation, you don't know the whole situation. Because I, 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 I come to people 
in love and in, 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 in fairness and whatever. So if I cut off for him, from him, yes, there's two sides to every story. But if I cut off, chances are you did something jacked up. And I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with you. You take that negative energy somewhere else. I need good wing wind below, beneath my wings to make me fly and go higher. That negative stuff pushes you right down. I'm not here to babysit your negativity. Even if it's a negativity toward our sisters who are righteous. Because some don't want to be righteous. Some just, they, they 304s and they, they for the streets. And they want that. Well, you continue on with that. I can't uplift you and defend you. But do what it is that you have to do to heal yourself. Look, you deserve to do this. Because so many of us are walking around with so much burdens on us. And it's heavy. We can't get to where we're going because we carry it around all this stuff. The person that may have done this to us might be dead and gone. How are you going to heal from that? you got to come to a place inside of yourself where you can heal without that. They may not want to talk to you. They may have done something to you. They may have touched you the wrong way and you want to confront them and they don't want to hear it. They'll lie and say you tried something on them, right? So we have, we have to untangle this knot that we've become and heal ourselves. So we can be better for our mate, our sisters. So we can build good families and good, healthy family relationships, not this dysfunctional stuff that we're living through. And dysfunction has become normalized. It's become normalcy in the black community. Dysfunction. It's up to us to untangle that. And when we can be good for ourselves and good for our spouse and good as heads of family, then community, then the world. But there's certain factors out there that want to keep us a certain way. And anybody that tries to convince you to go against your woman or any, any woman out there who is righteous now, because some of these women out here could be demons too, just like some of the men, you got to drop it. You're a man, you got to protect your sisters. You're a woman, one of our black women, you have to have a little more understanding with these brothers because they're hurting too, right? It's a dual equation. But we only have us running to the white woman and saying that black women ain't no good and they're hoes and they B-I-T-C-H's and stuff. What kind of mess is that? White women do not have the same vibration or the, the, the same vibration of, of our sisters. You gonna run the huh? That's like putting the wrong size battery in your gadget. It ain't gonna fit. The genitals might fit. You get a little friction and feel good but it's not going to be right. Oh, he's racist. Why? Look, just because you're all dying, you want to mix with us now to go into the future. Get away from me. Use that word biracial. <laughs> a lot of it was one drop of nigger blood. You're a nigger. Now, now you accept it. Now it's all over the commercials. Now you're pushing it because you see you dying. Whoops. Did I say that? Tired, tired of this man. And I'll rant on tomorrow night. I'm going to sign off. You know, I was all over the place, but I had to do that. Thank you for being my therapist tonight. I owe each and every one of you a check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I sat on the couch and you were like, okay, Scurve, and what else happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. And then what happened? How did that make you feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? So if these people can charge $1,000 for a session. I got to split up how many different ways? Well, it's 49 people now, but 
it was 80 something before almost 90 earlier so that's a lot of spitting up but listen maybe i can pay you on time you know what i mean because i ain't got it right now anyway let me just look at some of the comments brenda we definitely have to have a conversation i haven't spoken to you in a long time so much has been going on Yes, you're misunderstood. I love your powerful words. Master Glam, Melissa Grant, Gucci Gang. I promise I will do that show that you want me to do with the four letters, okay? I've, I've, been, I've been zooming. I've been zooming. Sister Yala. Oh, y'all were getting a good chat room on. I got to look at this later on. Dee Dee Heyman, Julia Nassa, Queen Midas, Brianna Nyack. Landon Price, all these important sounding names. I'm in good company, huh? <laughs> Matthew White. <laughs> I know that's just a name. <laughs> you white? <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm bugging. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, did I miss anybody? I know I miss, there's so many names here. Wayne, yes, I see you. Tracy J in the house. We all gotta have a nice little and Reese, Reese, Sister Reese, you're always there. I love you for that. And Sister Oyala, okay, who's hitting me on WhatsApp? Okay, we'll do that. I'll talk to my brother later on. Anyway, oh, I kind of had a meltdown out here. No, not really. I just had some things I had to get, you know, I had to get off and stuff. And um, Reese wants what? Oh, that's some kind of inside joke going on. I got to listen to that later on. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to sign off. I love these little powwows. Tomorrow night, we'll bring a particular topic. Um, if Sister Ellie wants to come back on, we'll come back on maybe a little earlier. Maybe whatever. But I'll do a separate, like, hour, hour, 30 minute, maybe two. If it goes three, if people call in, whatever. It's Friday night. So we'll, we'll kind of go out. I got a lot of content put up. So I'll leave a lot of stuff for you to see. And um, you'll probably see it in the wee hours or early in the morning or whatever. Have you as soon as I got something they're cooking now on the computer. And so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, much love to you all. Yes. Nati. Yes. I'll put you up. Yes. Nati. Nati. Tox. I'm bad with pronunciation. You know, forgive me. But I love you all. All right. So take care. Landscurve out. I will see you tomorrow. We'll have some content that I'm putting up and everything and so let me know what you want to see there's a young lady who wanted me to go i want to i want to say this before i go there's a young lady who um really wanted me to speak about the healthcare system here because it's so mysterious and there's a lot of things i didn't know um so i um of course you know teeth all jacked up so I'm looking into that. And I should have took care of that. I, I just never got into that. I just, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to get this done, whatever. So now I said, okay, I'm going to finally go. So it was suggested to me to go not to the private dentist, but to go to the University of Ghana Hospital. I'm like, eh, I don't even sound like well, going these. These folks are imp oh, not, not impotent, but <laughs> incompetent. Right? I'm not supposed to know that they're impotent, right? We went there. Mrs. Girl was like, listen, I'll go with you. Let's, let's go and see how that's going to be. Yo. They didn't allow video of, of photography there. But I just want to say this message to the young lady who wants me to do that. Not just there, but everywhere else. I, I'll make it an ongoing thing. I want to interview doctors and different things. There 
is no hospital in America. I know you got some good ones that can match this hospital. This thing was clean. This thing was huge, different buildings. There was no garbage. There was no nothing. Everything was the doors, the screens. It was clean. I mean, clean. It wasn't crowded. They had sections for everything. And so they had a dental section that you go to, right? And it was like, but I had to register first and stuff. And I got an appointment there coming up this week, an evaluation. And they were so, I was like, yo, I don't want to leave this place. Mrs. Skirv was blown away. But it was off the main road. You go up, you go up, you go up. Even from the outside, looking at how modern, modern, high tech. I can't wait. I have to talk to these people who run this place from the top to get permission to maybe get a walkthrough because a lot of folks underestimate some of the things that are out here. And there are some other hospitals that I would say are not below par, but you're not this here. I wish I lived closer to it. You know, I'm getting older. So I wish ultimately from where the house is out there, that's, that's my spot. You know, check everything out, man. Make sure everything's working good, you know? And paying cash, I don't have benefits out here. It's so affordable. It's so affordable. But even up on the screen where they said, oh, these are the kind of benefits that we take, whatever. They had Cigna up there. Cigna. C-I-G-N-A. I'm like, what? Mr. Skirvis, like, I could have continued, whatever, you know. We were all right, but I got to get to talk to people so that the people that are coming out here have a better idea and they don't think they're walking into the unknown. This just gave me a lot of good feeling. I'm not going to say faith because then you, you have faith and to me, you have to know. So I know after what I experienced that that was above par. That was like... Phew, there are places in America that be hard-pressed to keep up with this place. The people that have attitudes, they're all smiling, helpful. Come, let me help you. How can I? I'm like, what the heck? Am I dead? Is this the hospital that they got up in heaven to check me out to go off into eternity? No. It was cool. And they accommodated me. And I look forward to going there this week and, you know, making myself a little more presentable, right? That's what it's all about. Let's try to keep things real here because we're all living, breathing human beings with challenges and different things. So I'm not some icon. I'm not some whatever. I'm a regular guy. And I'm all the regular guy issues that I have and challenges, I'm going to talk about it. That's how I'm going to go out. I'm not coming here. Whoa. The heck with that. That's why I'm regular. I'm sitting here. I can talk for the next six hours. We can hang like that. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is straight African over here, for real. Yo, let me break out of here. I got a lot of work to do tonight. Anybody want to chat or just throw me a text if you can. Um, anything you wanted to talk to me? Because a lot of folks think, I want to talk to you about this, this, or that. That's my particulars. Lance, 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 or just you can WhatsApp me on that number there. I have a local number I'm going to put up soon, but I keep forgetting. I just got the new local number. So, you know, that's what it is. But anyway, 
Take care, everybody. Let me throw some music and let me get this work started. And I will see you tomorrow. But I have content up before then. All right. Much love. Peace. All that I crave when you're away, nights are sleepless. Do we need space? Yeah, maybe you're brave. Boy, you're my weakness. Giving we take the love that we make. It's my favorite drug. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain holds you. I've been hanging by myself.
of a land filled with luxury. He said, black man, follow me to America. There you'll find more gold for your labor. Our four parents were tricked onto his boat. Since that time we've been wrestling with the gold. We landed here in Jamestown, Virginia for a hundred years to suffer. So my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell When the slave master wanted to have some sport He would heap on our parents' cruelties of the worst sort Burn them at stake Hang them on trees His ears were deaf To our parents please Though you were pregnant black woman You pulled the plow Like a horse, like a dog Even a cow He filled your womb With his wicked seed His half white children You were made to breed Oh my friend It's easy to tell White man heaven Is a black man Hell. 
so-called Negro. Open up your eyes, black man everywhere is on the rise. He has kicked the white man out of Asia, and he's going fast out of Africa. With every ounce of strength and breath, his cry is give us liberty or give us death. The whole black world has their eyes on you to see what the so-called Negro is going to do. So my friend, it's easy to tell our unity will give the white man God made a promise to Abraham his seed would be a stranger in a foreign land they would suffer and be afflicted Four hundred years, but he would come wipe away their tears. Our God and Savior, Allah has come. He has declared the white man's day is done. He has given us a divine messenger. One prophesied to come, his name is Elijah. We now can stand up the whole world to tell. Our God has come to give us heaven and take the devil in. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our names, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly. Before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast. 
eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east by the Nile River. We were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes and slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. With tricks and lies, he stole America, the original owner of this nation. is cooped up on a reservation. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. He needed someone to work the land His back was too weak He needed you black man So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins To commit the world's most grievous sin To take a man who's born to be free And bring him down to slavery To sell a man as merchandise On his body put a price Oh my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell Thank you.